Hi, this is Steve Addison and you're listening to the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today we're in Raleigh, North Carolina, talking to Justin and Rachel White about their family's call to Africa. My dad is a senior at the University of Richmond. He was leading me um, international missions. And um, so I went overseas with an um, IMB to my own Botswana, but um, I had a love for Jesus and others, but that's about about it and <laughs> all I knew and I grew my love for the word um I'm teaching a lot from the old testament through Christ and allowing people to see him in that but um had other people with me um all the time and which was a huge blessing for a few that got to come to faith um but so God had to put in my heart at an early age so to um a heart for the nations um for others to to know him and so um but doing just a lot of teaching during that time. And then um, when I re- when I was overseas, I learned about something called seminary, but um, I thought that was for, for nuns or something like that. But um, I went there, and um, but God was continuing to cultivate that call, and that's when I met Justin, seminary. Yeah, so for me, I um, right after undergraduate, uh, when I was 23, the Lord uh, really just just – kind of arrested me and changed a lot in my life. And um, I think I was already a believer, but um, but really just a deep, deep understanding of the gospel and um, my sin and the holiness of God and just the beauty of what Jesus did. And uh, the text I remember vividly uh, was Isaiah 6. And, you know, if you recall at the end of that text, um, the Lord asked him that question, you know, who, who will go? Right. And um, it was just as if that's what that's what he was asking me. And I had never I had never uh, disciple making mission and never crossed my mind. I'd never really been taught on it in the church uh, up until that point. Um, but that question just rocked me. And, and that night I said, Lord, I'll I'll go. Um, I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll say whatever you want me to say. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And um, I had no idea what that meant. And um, then the, the years, the years following that, I uh, I did. I started to to try to share the gospel some, you know, I didn't, there wasn't a lot of that going on, but I had a, had a heart, just had a, a discontent with, um, with not, with just going to church and not sharing with lost people and uh, ended up um, getting to go on some international trips and the Lord just began to increase my vision uh, for, for lostness, vision for the nations. And, um, and then uh, decided to to go to seminary and was just kind of advised to to do that as a next step. And yeah, that's where we met. Yeah. And then, and then while we were at seminary, I was, um, yeah, you knew some things in church and I guess a lot of outreach consisted. I, I coached cross country in nearby high school and I ran um, an undergraduate. And so I was trying to, you know, trying to be a witness, but wasn't really sure what that meant. Starting up, you know, Bible studies with teammates and things like that. And I vividly remember one of my teammates, you know, asked me like, what does this really mean? Just kind of shaking, trying to go through, through the gospel and explain it and wanting to. <laughs> and I don't know how clear, clear that went, but um, uh, it was a blessing to be able to start a Bible study and see uh, a few runners come to come to faith and had good relationships with them. And we tried to minister to an apartment community that had a lot of refugees there as well. And um, 
I just try to knock on the doors and meet them and see if anyone's interested in studying the Bible together and go back over and over to their houses and explain more about, you know, Jesus to them. And so that was kind of the bulk of our, our ministry trying to, trying to reach out, but not really sure. Yeah. I, I had a, I was pretty frustrated. I feel like in those years, um, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful for our, uh, our education, our time at seminary. We've made some really great relationships, uh, <laughs> lifelong relationships, but um, I just, I mean, I, again, I had a, I had, I had good intentions, I think, you know, I really did want to share the gospel. I really did want to make disciples. I didn't yet have a vision for multiplying disciples yet. Uh, but I, but I wanted to, I wanted to make disciples. Um, and so, yeah, we would, we would try things. Um, but honestly was not sharing the gospel very often and, um, didn't, didn't see a whole, whole lot of, of fruit and, um, and, and was kind of frustrated that whole time. Didn't really have anyone to, to say, hey, come come and watch me. Come and uh, I'll show you what to do. And so we, um, that was, that was, that was kind of those years. And, uh, and then we were, uh, the Lord had given us, uh, we felt like a call to, to go to South Asia. And um, so we were going to go with a, a mission board to, to do full-time missionaries in South Asia and uh, just reach uh, that those massive numbers of, of lost people there. Right. And, um, and so we, we started down that path and, um, the Lord redirected us to, uh, Botswana, Africa. And, uh, that was, um, a little unexpected, but what do you yes. So after, um, we got married in fall of 2010 and, um, and then in spring of 2011, we, found out that our, our oldest daughter, her, um, yeah, her, her mom had passed away and, and father as well. And so God put it on our hearts. So you'd got to yes. lead to Christ while you were a missionary. There. So her mom was one of my best friends ever there and become a follower of Jesus and got to know the whole family really, really well. And so that was a huge, huge blessing, um, from grandmother to cousins, all, everyone. And, um, they didn't have much at all. And, um, and so God put it on, on our hearts that, that no she's she's your daughter you need to go <laughs> instead we would try we went on some short-term trips and things would go well when we're there but there's no agency or anything like that to um for adoption happen so uh finally after some time of trying that god's like no you just need to pack up and go and so um so we did <laughs> indefinitely and not knowing how lots of things are going to happen and during those years god used it to um affirm our calling as disciple makers and um and then also to increase our faith a lot. Um, we saw him uh, overcome so many um, trials and challenges in so many different ways. And so that was a big season and journey of that. And by God's grace, got to see some people come to, to faith during that time as well. But um, I think just learning to that our call and be disciple makers and just increasing our faith and our love for him during that, that season. Yeah, I think for me, it was significant. Uh, it really was a uh, literally and figuratively a, a desert experience, right? Where the Lord, um, he took us out of kind of a seminary context. We were at a, at a really good church. Uh, we had kind of roles within that church. We had um, degrees, we had jobs. We had at, at one point a, a mission board and a plan, you know, to be in India. And um, so all the, all the things I think here in the U S that we value aren't necessarily bad things, you know, with, with titles and, 
degrees and plans. And the Lord um, really, literally in a night, kind of just took all that away when he, when he directed us to Botswana. And so I, we landed there and I, I had nothing. I mean, we literally showed up with our suitcases and um, no plan. Uh, we were living with another missionary uh, for, for, for some weeks and just didn't, didn't, didn't know how, didn't know how we were going to stay in the country. Didn't know where we'd live eventually. Didn't know if we were even going to be able to adopt our daughter. Uh, all the while a burden to, to share the gospel, you know, and to, and to disciple people and to, to start, start churches and strengthen the church. And, um, the Lord really stripped everything away from me that there was no ministry. Uh, it was just slow. It was dry. Um, there was, uh, there was no work. I, I had, I couldn't get a work permit. I have computer uh, background uh, and they, that wasn't going to fly. Rachel ended up taking over a swim business that let us, let us stay in the country. And so our, uh, I was a dependent on her work permit. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was humbling, but um, the Lord just stripped everything away from me uh, in regards to identity, all those things that we cling to and, I remember clear as day, I was just praying and fasting and uh, it was in the days leading up to our daughter's adoption. So it, the whole, our whole world was just kind of spinning, but also uh, thinking through ministry and Mark, Mark one seventeen, you know, where, um, where Jesus says, follow me and, uh, and I'll make you fishers of men. The spirit said, is that, is that enough? Is this enough? Is this identity enough for you? Mm-hmm. And um, I said, no, <laughs> I, need, I need that other stuff, you know? And he just waited. He waited me out for probably weeks until I came back around. And it's like, you know what? It, it is because that this is who I am. I'm, I'm your son. I'm your child, um, your adopted child, which meant a lot in that season. And, but I'm also uh, I'm also a fisherman. This is this is who I am. A follower of Christ and a fisherman. And so uh, from there, just kind of we didn't see a lot of fruit in, in Botswana, but he began to to build us up a little bit and give us some ministry. And, um, we shared the gospel, you know, a good bit. And, um, and by God's grace, got to see uh, a few people uh, start following Jesus that we still work with today that are actually, uh, that are actually multiplying disciples and training there now. And, um, so it was, it was a hard, long, hard desert season, but God uh, just began to kind of give us a hard and, and also, also show us that there's a there was a gap in our our training that we we were we just felt like man we we were just missing something and um because we just we weren't we weren't we, we didn't feel equipped um to 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 do what and to do what he was called to do and um so what was the what was the gap we didn't know it then <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Um, the 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 practical tools and the big picture vision for the, the right steps, and then also that it, the end didn't um, it didn't end with us. <laughs> the the big picture, and so needing to train and equip others in the same vision and practical process as well. And so, um, yeah, and a lot of paradigms need to be broken down from what we experience as, as church here. To, to seeing it happen in the Bible as well, what the Bible describes as church. So a lot of that was being broken down and seeing that what we've known isn't going to happen here. Not that we were striving for that, but we didn't know what to strive for and didn't really understand how to 
put um, the Bible in those practical terms, I guess. Yeah, I think um, I think the way I, I I would say it is when we were when we were coming out of seminary, going to the, to the nations to be missionaries. Uh, I, I felt like the Great Commission kind of ended with me. If that if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I, I'm to do this. I'm and I missed that little part about you know teach them to obey. That's that's the whole point. It, it is multiplication. It is to be passed on. Um, you know, down downstream. We didn't have. We didn't have tools or processes or even a vision uh, that that big, and so um, I think that's that's what it was. And then also just seeing things um, in the church there that um, honestly reflected even some experience with church here. That um, yeah, I had lots of candid conversations with African brothers just there about. Um, I remember one in particular where we were talking about just different things that, you know, missionaries um, brought the gospel, praise God, you know, uh, people, people, a lot of people have died taking the gospel to Africa mm-hmm. and have laid a foundation and um, we should celebrate that. Uh, but, but just saw that me in that season, I was, I was, I was giving them more uh, than that. I was giving them a lot of tradition and their, their observation was that that had been happening for a while. From, mm-hmm. from Western missionaries. And so uh, I, I asked him, I asked one brother the question uh, at one point. I said, I said, what, you know, what would have happened if we would have just brought the gospel and then, and then just helped, helped you like feed yourself from the word and, and, mm-hmm. and, and not all of the tradition and the church culture and all that stuff that, that we brought as well. And, um, and his eyes just lit up and he was like, well, I think we would be thriving right now instead of just just kind of floundering and um, a lot of the leaders felt handcuffed. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, so I think I think yeah, that's probably probably not forgot. Okay. <laughs> what uh, what happened next? Um. So after about two years in Botswana, and that's a whole other podcast story, um, what happened there. But uh, God miraculously opened up the Red Sea and um, pretty much sent us back to America. We weren't sure uh, why and, and how and what was going to happen, but um, he did. And we were joining some friends who were starting up a, um, a church plant in the States. And, um, yeah, that we knew from the past and it supported us well over in Botswana. And so... Uh, we moved back to to Raleigh and um, just began to flounder, trying to transition so quickly with um, so so many uncertainties. But um, and trying to figure out America living and, and being a parent in America and what that meant and everything else. But um, and uh, and then just saw kind of pulled back into uh, traditional church models that weren't uh, freeing and. Um, yeah, allowing us to reach out to the loss, to uh, the capacity that God had stirred up in our hearts. Yeah, no, I, I think I think for me, it, again, it was still identity, right? The Lord is continuing to shape character and identity. He just never stops. And and we landed back here. And for me, just to be honest, with, with stuff that we went through in Botswana and, and, and just the, the lack of, we, we left Botswana in like a 48-hour windows so we got back here and had no plan we were living in a friend of ours uh basement for for some months uh and um just had no clue 
while we were back, what the, we, we just knew that uh, I had heard really clearly one day uh, in Botswana when we were praying, Lord, are we here? Are we here till our daughter's 18? Uh, that's what it was looking like. Or are you going to make a way for us to, mm-hmm. to leave? And he clearly told me before he made the way, he was going to make a way. He said, I have work for you in Raleigh. And I said, no, 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 that's, that's not the way. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, and so then just kind of stored that in my mind. And so, and so that's why we moved back to Raleigh. We had no, that was all we had to go on, honestly. And, um, and, and so we did. moving back with your new daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now we have a daughter responsibility. And, um, and so, yeah, and we, we had some community here, like Rachel said. Uh, so it's a, it's a great city. It's a, it's a, it's a neat place. Um, we still have lots of good connections with the seminary that we were part of. And um, so, yeah, we, we just started this, this new journey of, uh, I think, really figuring out how God had wired and gifted us. I had never, um, I don't know, I just had no idea. Uh, we kept trying to fit into a, a mold uh, in kind of the traditional church and just found that we there wasn't really a, a position. There wasn't a um, they didn't really know what to do with us. We didn't have to be on, on mission in America. Yeah. And, and so, um, so George Robinson, he's a good friend and, and professor at, at the seminary we were at. He could just like, he could just see the, the frustration. And so he's like, Hey, um, I think you should go and hang out with these guys in Tennessee. Um, connected to this network called No Place Left. And, and he learned four fields on a napkin and then went out sharing and saw uh, yeah, some people come to faith and an Apollo guy destroy idols and all this stuff and just like the weekend. That, when I saw that, uh, it was like a light just turned on. Uh, it was it was two guys, Zach Midlock and Ron Surgeon in Memphis, and we were just in a coffee shop. They didn't share any tools, didn't nothing. I, I came back to Raleigh not having a clue really what to do, but I was I was fired up. I'm like this this makes sense. And I, I see Actually, it actually helps my life make sense. And it was just that identity piece started to come together. It's, this is, Jesus was saying, this is what I've called you to do. Um, and, and who I've made you to be uh, really turned my world upside down and, and gave me a, a big vision for Raleigh. Like, man, we're going to go after the whole of Raleigh-Durham, the whole triangle. You know, two, at that time, probably two million people, one and a half were far from God. And, I mean, I quit many times, you know, God, I quit. <laughs> but somebody stands me up, you know, for a follow-up, discover Bible study and again, and I'm done. And then I, he, he just, he talks me off the ledge. And, uh, and so I, I think, um, I think during that season, our family was doing a lot of healing as well. The Lord was just healing us from some stuff that we experienced overseas. And, um, and so it was a really, I think, sweet, uh, hard time, um, you know, just, I think, I think giving us a, um, encouraged by other brothers, but just more, more time in the word, um, you know, the, the no place left community uh, we're, we feel like we're a part of, uh, is just really passionate about more Bible. Let's just, let's get in the word. If we have issues, let's go, let's go to the word. A lot more prayer, a lot more fasting, um, that had not been uh, a very consistent discipline in, in, in our lives, at least my life. Um, and then became that uh, as we just desperately sought um, to see God move in our city. And so, um, you know, as far as just just skills, we we 
we we just progressed. I mean, we we shared the gospel a lot. We started to train other people to share the gospel. Um, very slowly, God would bring uh, people into the kingdom, and we would get an opportunity to disciple, um, mm-hmm. you know, using three thirds and and just different discovery Bible studies like Commands of Christ, and um, got to see a few churches uh, start and gather together, and so got to really got to um, got to use some of the the really neat tools for church formation and church health, and um, and then as we as we got into some leadership development, um, that's when the Lord kind of, uh, it was really a group of guys uh, that that started thinking through this idea of residency. So what would it look like to um, to really just, just box off um, a season, you know, an eight to 12 month season where, uh, where we really are uh, taking people and investing deeply, uh, wanting to see them, them grow. Just like you said, head, heart, and hands. And, um, you know, both being being practitioners, being missionaries here, um, together, and then seeking the Lord together in community, and um, really kind of a true missional community or church, if you will. And and through that, I think um, the Lord really began to to kind of grow leaders in our city. And we saw a few people mobilize out of out of that. Um, we have over the years, not not a lot, not as many as we want yet, but. Um, but we we have seen um, it kind of fill our city with 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 solid leaders and um, and that's kind of why we're where we're at where we feel like uh, we we don't have much work uh, there's still work to be done but we don't have much work here anymore uh, because there's people who uh, who are owning it um, who are owning that missionary yes. task we said we can't go back overseas unless we can be on mission well here. And so we said that, but we didn't know what that meant. And then God answered that prayer and answered prayers from, from past is how, how, how can we do this and be used by God? And so growing in head knowledge and the competency and, and competency as well, and, and actually practically doing, um, yeah, the, the missionary task and, and doing it here. But then um, we, we had made a commitment to continue to see, um, we thought that'd be going back over to South Asia still. And we had a commitment though, to um, continue to see Casey's grandmother. And she had told us before the adoption, you know, God took away my daughter, but gave me a son and daughter um, in place. And so she's an amazing, amazing widow God who he's using mildly over there. But so we would continue, we went back to visit a year later and we took a team and um, started implementing whatever we do um, that extent back there with our brothers and sisters in in Botswana and it was just a joy and a blessing to see them and um uh grasp grasp it grasp the tools and um and and coming straight from the word and feeling um empowered to run with the the missionary task and um and not just have to be alongside us but empowered to, to do it without us and so um that was just a huge blessing especially on the last one um, when, uh, two, two guys had come, two brothers had come to faith. And so we just empowered them to, to baptize and, and they weren't pastors or you know, identified as that. And so just to see their faith strengthen, um, through that and through these, these simple tools and their heart and vision for, um, the loss around them, um, it just increased our heart even more for our brothers and sisters in Botswana and Africa and just seeing how, how hungry they were for these tools that we had been learning um, in the States and coming from the word and in a way that 
uh, suited their culture because the Bible does that. <laughs> it transcends culture and, and time and place and all that. And so um, that started stirring in our hearts um, a desire some years years ago that we just started praying on. Oh, what does this mean, God, basically? And just started kind of asking around and looking and praying about that and seeing God start start answering those questions about his next step for us. It was really a, a four-day, a four-fields mm-hmm. four-day intensive that Troy Cooper invited us to, uh, I think in 2016, down in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Jeff Sundell and uh, Chuck Wood. And, yeah, we had been uh, about a year or so later. Yeah, and so we just started meeting a lot of these guys and um, – just seeing brothers that are that are ahead of us, you know, in the race that are they're just giving their lives for for this vision of, of no place left, and um, and and I think I think it was really there that that everything kind of um, a lot clicked mm-hmm. for us, and then we came back just really free. We felt like we were free to to pursue who God had called us to be and what He called us to do here in Raleigh, and um, that's really when we started to to run after some of the residencies and starting churches and things like that. Yes. We never thought we would end up in Africa long-term. Uh, we, we came back from Africa the first time thinking we'll be in Raleigh a few years and then we'll go to South Asia. That was, that was our, that was our plan. And, um, and I, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, uh, the Lord just started to, to put Africa on our heart. Um, you know, some, we, would, we stayed in contact with missionary friends over there that got some training, uh, some four-fields training about the same time we did as we, were, as, as we left Botswana and they were moving into a different role in, in, in Kenya. And, um, and so we just kind of kept, kept track. And then also here in Raleigh, uh, there, was, um, there was an African uh, young man that came to faith and we got to baptize. And so there were just... Um, there were different um, families that, that we were ministering to here from, from Africa. And I think the Lord used that as well to, to stir our heart um, and just kind of kept, kept that in front of us. And then, um, yeah, just didn't, wasn't really looking for it. And, and, but starting to sense a uh, man, there's something, there's something, something else. And, uh, and so, so then um, Rachel and I went on a, a vision trip, uh, last summer to yeah to Kenya and just asking God if this is um, you know we had a few spots picked out um, as we uh, as as the Lord has helped us understand kind of how we're gifted in the kingdom um, with equipping others to to run run much further uh, then um, we yeah we just kind of went into this trip with that. With, with that in mind. So God, where, where will we fit? Where can we, um, if it is Africa, if it is this, this massive continent, uh, where can we be most effective um, for you? And, mm-hmm. and it just, it really became clear uh, during those, those few weeks there in Kenya that um, I actually really resisted that to be quite honest with you. I'm like, Lord, every missionary goes to Kenya. That's what everyone does. I'm not going to do that. You know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. Um, this is so not a, not an original story, <laughs> but as we were there, Steve, just, we, we got to meet the Lord just put uh, this strategic uh, 
like a list line of people in front of us of African brothers that, and sisters that we got to hang out with and we got to hear their hearts. And I asked everyone I could, I'm like, is there, is there a role for me here? Like, is there, is there anything that I can do to, to serve the church here? And um, time and time again, you know, we, we heard, um, we heard God's moving in, in East Africa and we heard big vision. We heard, man, we, we want to reach, we want to reach the horn. We want to reach Africa. Um, and then we heard, but we don't, we, we need, we need, we need help. We need, we need encouragement. We need to be told we can do it. We need, we need simple tools. Uh, everything from, from gospel to especially discipleship to, to strategy uh, development. And um, as we were there, the Lord just, I, conversation after conversation, you know, yes, yes, this is, this is, they basically kind of wrote our job description, you know, we feel like as we were there. And so, um, and so we, I think we left pretty, yeah. We pretty, asked the kids to pray about it as well. And they felt, you know, firm in God's calling as well. And so that helped yeah. encourage us and support us that this is the next step. We are. So we're, we're going with, with E3 partners and then um, we're actually, um, we're going to, we're going to attach to a, to an IMB team. Uh, there on the ground, uh, we have a lot of a lot of friends that are again that we're going to be working closely with, um, and so we're excited. We're really excited. We, I guess, the the vision, Steve, is is for us is 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 the continent. Um, you know, you just look at uh, I think what's close to 1.3 billion people, and uh, but there's a there's a mission force there, right? conservatively 400 million that are evangelicals, right. That are, that are just, what we're seeing is, is many are eager to, to reach the rest, not just in Africa, but, but to the ends of the earth. And if you're enjoying the movements podcast, don't forget to leave a review or spread the word on social media. This is Steve Addison for the movements podcast.